There's no secret formula for scaling support and boosting customer satisfaction. But there is the all-new service hub from HubSpot. It makes it infinitely easier to scale customer support and increase retention. By bringing service and support together in one powerful platform, you can deliver the best experiences for your customers and your teams. Free up time for your reps to focus on complex issues with an AI-powered help desk. Proactively drive retention with customer health scores that help keep your business ahead, stopping churn in its tracks. And give your entire go-to-market team the data they need to operate as one unified, powerful front. Also, you can better connect with customers and keep them happy. Secrets out. HubSpot Service Hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com service to do more for your customers today. What's going on, everyone? It's Wednesday, December 7th. I'm Zachary Crockett here with Rob Litters, and you're listening to The Hustle Daily Show. Today, we've got a story about a cookie war brewing in Utah. Cookies are apparently a huge business in the state, and two companies are in the midst of a high-stakes legal debate over allegedly stolen recipes. But are recipes even protected under copyright law? We're going to get into it. But before that, here's what else is going on in business and tech. Last year, there were reports that Apple would have its self-driving car ready by 2025. But now that car, which is codenamed Titan, may not come until 2026. And more importantly, it might not even be self-driving at all, as some had hoped. As we know, car makers have to be very cautious about using the term full self-driving Tesla is currently facing its own criminal investigation with the Department of Justice for misleading claims of its own. BuzzFeed announced a 12% reduction to its headcount. That's the latest installment in what one writer called a media winter. Lots of media outlets are struggling and layoffs have hit the likes of CNN, Gannett, Paramount, and many other smaller outlets across the country. The FDA has fast-tracked an application for over-the-counter opioid reversal nasal spray Narcan, Narcan's 2022 sales totaled $224 million. That's up from $56 million in 2017. The Viral Art Collective Mischief put a rather unique ATM on display at Miami's Art Basel. It's unique because it puts your bank balance on a leaderboard for everyone in the museum to see. The current leader is at about $3.5 million. Kind of a questionable move to have that much money sitting in a checking account, but I'm not hating. NRG Energy is buying Utah-based smart appliance company Vivint for $2.8 billion in a bid to diversify its business toward retail consumers. And last but not least, apparently we're facing a shortage of bomb-sniffing dogs. The U.S. government employs just over 5,000 dogs, and they come at a cost of about $46,000 each in training, but only 7% of them come from the U.S. And with that, let's talk cookies. Rob, you and I have joked that you've kind of become our treat correspondent. We're staying true to that streak here. (laughs) I am going to update my LinkedIn title because I think that (laughs) is becoming an absolute fact. And yeah, today we are talking cookies. I want to preface this story. So Mm -hmm. my best friend growing up was Mormon. I did not live in Utah, but I lived in New Hampshire. And my best friend's family, if there's one thing that I learned, it's that Mormons know how to bake sweets. It was Hmm. ridiculous. Like every time I went over there, they had either a tray of Texas sheet cake or Rice Krispie treats or something. It was all delicious. I pretty much lived at my buddy's house throughout middle school and high school. (laughs) All right. Going to book a trip to Utah. (laughs) It brings us to a big issue that's going on right now in Utah, 
which is a cookie war. Hmm. And cookies are big in Utah. I mentioned my buddy was Mormon. The Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints is the Mormon church. Mormon people tend to abstain from booze and caffeine, but they don't hold back on sugar. So sugar is a really, really big thing in the state of Utah because it has so many Mormon residents. Sure, Gourmet cookies can retail for over $4 a piece and can generate annual revenues of $800,000 to $2.5 million per store, wow. making it actually a pretty big business okay. in Utah. Those better be damn good cookies for $4 a pop, <laughs> yeah. man. I know. It better be pretty good if you're going to pull me away from my <laughs> tates or tates or whatever they're called <laughs> that I can buy at the supermarket for $4 a pack or whatever Tates. So fancy. All right. So we have this big kind of cookie scene going on in Utah. Specifically, there's a legal battle brewing between these two companies. What's going on here? Yeah. So it's a pretty messy situation. And it is between this one company, Crumble Cookies, which is a Utah-based chain that has almost 600 stores. And it's suing a couple of local underdogs. One of them is called Dirty Dough. Mm. The other is called Crave Cookies. And the charge is that they essentially copied the presentation and packaging of Crumble's cookies. Hmm. So while the lawsuit includes these two kind of underdog companies, the big beef is between Crumble and Dirty. And this is where it gets a little bit messy. All right, let's get into it. So there's this one employee that used to work at Crumble, right? And it turns out that Mm -hmm. this guy is brothers with the founder of Dirty Dough. Mm. And so this guy left Crumble and apparently made off with 66 recipes among other brand secrets. Okay. Or at least that's what Crumble is alleging. That's the claim. So they're saying that this guy basically took all this stuff, brought it over to his brother's company, and they're now just crushing it with their cookies. Sure. And what's really, really interesting here is Dirty is denying this, and they're openly mocking Crumble in their marketing and through billboards with this big slogan, cookies so good, we're getting sued. So they have videos about this. They have billboards. Nicely, It's pretty crazy. And they've kind of painted Crumble as the bad guy in the situation, which I mean, from an optics perspective, it's pretty genius. I'm not going to lie. So we'll get back to Crumble and Dirty in a second. But one sort of tangent I found interesting here is that recipes are not exactly protected under copyright law, which is kind of at the crux of this legal battle between Crumble and Dirty. So the thing about recipes is that merely listing a set of ingredients, like, you know, a cup of flour, four tablespoons of butter, that in itself does not constitute something that is protectable under copyright law. Right. What is protected under copyright law is the set of instructions that goes along with those ingredients. So if you think of it as kind of a whole cohesive thing that's written out with like a backstory, instructions, ingredients, that can be maybe protected. And that's actually why a lot of cooking blogs have those excruciatingly long, just (laughs) mind-numbingly, you have to scroll for like 20 minutes to find the ingredient list, you know? Right. And I actually found a few precedents for this. There are certain cases, recipes can be considered trade secrets, you know, like think Coca-Cola or something who locks their thing in a vault. So there was a case back in 2001, a couple in Kentucky bought a home that was once actually owned by Colonel Sanders, the founder of KFC. Amazing. And this couple found in the basement a 1964 leather-bound book. And inside of this book, they found what they claimed to be the original recipe for KFC chicken. Shut up. That's incredible. Yeah. So KFC freaks out. They sue this couple. They claim that it's a trade secret. And, you know, they later went over the recipe in the booklet and claimed that it wasn't actually a recipe and they dropped the suit. 
But there is sort of a grounds for suing if it's a highly guarded trade secret like that, like a certain proprietary blend of spices and herbs or something. And more recently, earlier this year, actually, in Massachusetts, two companies are sort of at odds over a Belgian waffle recipe that they both claim that they invented. Interesting. So this case between Crumble and Dirty isn't without precedent. But in general, the recipes aren't protected by IP law. So that's something that might factor into this case we're seeing in Utah here. Yeah, well, it's interesting because you you say that and it seems like the lawsuit is more focused on presentation and packaging Mm. than the actual recipe, Okay, which would make sense. Like I think alleging that the guy stole his recipes is kind of a separate thing than the actual lawsuit, but it's probably easier to sue somebody for presentation and packaging, I would imagine. Of course. But that's super interesting. And it's good uh, context into why online recipes are the absolute worst place on the internet. It's (laughs) unbelievable how hard it is to just get a set of... I have this awesome app. It's called Paprika. And basically what it does is you take URLs and you copy them from your browser, whatever it is, and you paste them into this recipe app and it just strips everything away. Hmm. So it'll just give you the ingredients and then it'll give you the instructions on another tab. It's freaking amazing. It just like cuts through all the clutter of crappy online recipes. All right. I need that app for sure. I think it's a $5 app or something, but you will pay for it once and then you, it's not like a subscription. You literally just buy it and you're done. Hmm. It is awesome. It's a complete game changer. Okay. So getting back to this crumble thing a little bit. Maybe at the crux of this whole thing isn't necessarily those 66 recipes and the ingredients, but rather the logos on their boxes or whatever. Do they have a pretty similar vibe going on? Yeah. So all three of the brand's logos do feature cookies that have missing bites, but they're not like all that similar. Other than that, they're pretty different. But the interesting thing here, regardless of what happens with this lawsuit, it's one of those situations where it seems like any press is good press. Mm. Both Dirty Dough and Crumble are already benefiting from this. So Dirty Dough has said that all of this attention has brought more franchisees into the fold. They've gotten a lot more interest in people starting new franchises. And Crumble says that their sales are up 50%. What's super interesting is local news stations are also conducting taste tests (laughs) to determine whose batter is better. And I think this could also answer, did this guy actually steal? the recipe. Do they taste exactly alike or is there some difference there? Sure. All right. I'm smelling a conspiracy theory here. Maybe (laughs) they just invented this whole thing for press. I don't know. Honestly, there's some weird relationships going on here where one person's brother was working at the other company. I could totally see this being a manufactured thing. (laughs) We're going to watch this on American Greed in like five years. It's going to (laughs) be unpacking all this. All right. Well, if any of you out there who are listening want some good cookies, head over to Utah. There's apparently no shortage of tasty treats out there. That's going to do it for us today. Thanks for tuning into the Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today was Robert Hartwig and our executive producer was Darren Clark. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter. If you're not subscribed, go get yourself signed up at the hustle.co backslash email. We'll see you tomorrow.